Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Revenant Podcast. And in today's episode, I will be covering multiple topics that are newsworthy and developed over the past week in the entertainment industry. And I will be providing my irrelevant opinions on the subjects. Enjoy. Today's first topic will be the announcement of Starfield and well, the repercussions that this game might have on uh, future Bethesda games. Um, This past week was E3. So obviously there's a lot of video game news and announcements that have occurred over this last week. Um, But I'm only going to be talking about two today. And the first one, which is, in my opinion, the most important, is the announcement and not announcement but the first actual uh trailer for starfield we had a teaser um at the last e3 which was almost two years ago now and you know we've been we've been waiting for some more information on bethesda's you know new ip their own original creation and and we we got that this E3 and now usually what they it's not even not just Bethesda that does this every other uh gaming you know developer they usually at E3 when they're announcing games normally they uh normally they save the biggest game like the one that has the most excitement and hype around it they save it to the till the very end but this time around they apparently decided to just go ahead and have it be the first thing they discuss because Starfield was the very first thing that um, was announced, or not announced, but the very first thing that we saw at the Bethesda and Xbox E3 conference. And here's the thing. And I believe I've I've said, I've said this before, or I hinted or implied this before. While I am excited to see what Bethesda does with this new IP, I'm not really excited. Like, I'm not hyped for the game. I'm I'm not, like, super excited to play the game. That That's not... I'm not, like, you know. But what I am excited for is to see the next evolution of Bethesda games. Because that's what Starfield is at the end of the day. It is the next evolution of Bethesda games. They have to impress, like, a lot in order to get this right uh, with this next evolution of their games. Um, If you've seen the trailer, then I wouldn't blame you for thinking that that trailer was like a, you know, a CGI trailer, which is pretty normal. No, actually, it actually wasn't a CGI trailer. I didn't realize, like, it actually it says it at the very beginning of the trailer that it's not a, like, it's, it's, it, the trailer is alpha gameplay engine footage. Like, it's in-engine footage. And I, compl- I didn't even, I didn't even notice it when I first, because I saw, I saw the trailer live during the, the E3 conference, and I didn't even notice it. And I think it was like a day later when I was watching a, a breakdown of some of the, you know, like uh, little teases that were in the trailer, little hidden teases. Um, 
I realized that, and this was brought up in the breakdown, but that was not CGI. It was, like, essentially gameplay footage. Well, not gameplay, but it's essentially what... If there are cutscenes in this game, that's what the cutscenes are going to look like. That's not, And that's not even the final product. That's alpha. And if you don't know, like, the 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 state of a game is like alpha, beta, and then the final product, which I guess is omega, technically. And basically, with this game, we're seeing a insane graphical leap. And I've known that they were going to have this graphical leap. Like, I mean, obviously, it's next-gen consoles. They got, they've got to impress. But it's also because a while back, they were talking about how while they're going, like, they're, they're working, this, this was like two years ago when I saw it, when they released this little footage, um, while, uh, they, they're working, like, pretty much everybody's working on Starfield, they do have a few people, like a skeleton crew, prepping up Elder Scrolls 6, like, they're, they're prepping the rest of the team and the rest of the work so that once they finish production on Starfield and that game's released, they can just go all in on a Elder Scrolls 6 and get that and they and get that made pretty efficiently. And when uh when they were when they said this that that's what they were doing, um they referenced not reference. Why is uh, they uh they said that they were going to put the Skyrim grandma, and if you don't know who that is, it's a, it's this elderly woman, you know, a grandmother who stream who plays Skyrim, and has for like a while, and she like streams Skyrim, and pretty much everyone loves this woman, and uh, Bethesda, like, got brought her into like the studio, and they did like a three D scan of her, and they're gonna put her in Elder Scrolls Six as a NPC, which, you know, I, I talked about in my last episode about Fallout and the franchise as a whole. I talked about how much I love Bethesda, and this is just one of those reasons. They, they really, you know, it's just another example of how much they care. They, they care. They care about the fan base. They do. Even if, you know, it might not seem like it sometimes. It, they do at the end of the day. Anyway, um, when they were talking about that they were going to put, you know, this the Skyrim grandma in Elder Scrolls 6, they talked about how they would be doing it with the the new photorealism technology where basically they would take ultra realistic photos of environments and then literally like map them into a, a game world and it looks it pretty much real. It looks real. And when I saw that, I was like, I was so excited, but I didn't really like fully understand exactly what kind of like, at the end of the day, I wasn't really sure what it was going to look like. But now we've been given a hint at that, because as, I, as I've said, and repeated, the Starfield trailer was not CGI, it was alpha engine footage, which means that the final product of this game is going to be looking even better than this trailer, probably. And probably, I emphasis on probably, 
And it just excites me for what few, like Elder Scrolls, can you imagine what Elder Scrolls 6 is going to look like? It's going to be insane. And it, in, in the next Fallout, which is going to even, which is going to be after Elder Scrolls 6 at some point. I mean, I can't even. The future is very bright at Bethesda. Now that they've been bought by Microsoft and they have Microsoft's money, they have Xbox's money backing them, I can't even imagine the stuff they're going to do. They, I, I'm very much looking forward to this. And, you know, like I said, I'm not really excited about, like, playing Starfield, really. I am excited to see where... Um, but, you know, I am excited to see where the Bethesda's going to take their their formula, you know, their how they make games. I'm anticipating, you know, to see where the, the next evolution of uh, Bethesda games is going to be heading in the near future. Today's second topic is going to be about the updates on the Flash movie, specifically costume teases. Now, last week, I talked about how the director of The Flash uh, teased Michael Keaton's Batman suit, because, you know, he's going to be in the movie, because it's about the multiverse. Um, Apparently, that wasn't just like a single one-time tease. He actually, over the span of several days, was releasing new photos, new teases of these suits in a very similar fa- fashion. It was a, a close-up of the the logo of the these suits of these heroes. The first one, you know, as we know, was the Michael Keaton one. And then the second one was the Flash photo. This photo was of the Flash's, Ezra Miller's uh, Flash, uh, his new suit, and it was a close-up of the logo. Um, real quickly, I'll, I'll, you know, give my opinion on that. Uh, the photo that we're, we're given of the Flash suit is very interesting. It looks really good. Like, it, it looks like, like the, the actual design of the, 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 the vibrant red around, that's going to make up the whole suit around the, the lightning bolt is really like it catches the eye it's very it's satisfying it's not like a an ugly red it's like a vibrant kind of rich rich red and the lightning bolt is this very polished looking gold chrome look and it has a very distinct you know white around a white like the inside of the the circle where the bolt is it looks very good and has like this weird these weird patterns in the the red part of the suit, which is, you know, the whole thing. Um, it looks very interesting. I'm excited to see what the whole thing is going to look like. But I have one concern. I don't want them to complete... I don't want them to just shoehorn a new version of the suit just for the sake of there being a new suit. Like, I want there to be an actual reason that he has a new suit, like an, like a reason that he's getting a new one. And I'm sure it has something to do with Ben Affleck's, you know, Batman making him a new suit that's more efficient. Because the, the, his, uh, his Flash, you know, Flash suit that we've seen, you know, in, in his, every single one of his, of Ezra Miller's 
uh, appearances as the Flash, uh, the suit that he had was something that he had made out of like scraps. It was like a stuff that he had scavenged together and put together. It was his own homemade suit, and I believe that Ben Affleck's Batman is going to be like pretty much making him a new suit that's ten times more efficient. And I mean, I, I guarantee that's what's probably going to happen. And really, the con but the concern I have isn't really that they're going to you know give him a new suit without explaining it. Not really that. It's more so. I don't want them to completely deviate from Zack Snyder's version of the Flash, even though the Snyder Cut is not actually like "quote unquote" canon to the DCEU. I get it, but here's the thing: the teaser that we got for the first ever teaser when the production started on the Flash, they were it was a it was a it was a video. It was like a few second long video, and it was a title title reveal of the Flash, and it was like gold, like like there was you know lightning around the Flash logo, but it was it was like you know yellow, not yellow, uh, orange, you know, you know the orangey lightning color, like from the um, uh, CW Flash with uh, Grant Gustin, his Flash, the the way his lightning looks. That that's what the lightning looked that looked like in the teaser. I don't like that, not because I don't like the way it looks, but because that's not what Ezra Ezra Miller's speedster you know ability looks like. He has blue lightning that operates differently than Grant Gustin's Flash, and I don't want them to like try to make them similar so that more people will be accepting of. Ezra Miller's Flash. I don't want them to do that because it it just you know it'll ruin his uniqueness and you know in a way it it, it feels like they're, they they'd be trying to appease a bunch of people who like you know who don't like Ezra Miller's Flash for whatever reason you know that's their, that's their thing but it, it'd be like they're trying to needlessly appease them but you know it's whatever but anyway uh, on to the next. Uh, though was a few days later they actually no i'm stupid yesterday i believe was it yesterday or was it this morning it doesn't matter um just just now just recently uh the director released a photo of the supergirl suit and we had now honestly this is probably the most interesting that uh photo little tease that we've gotten out of the michael keaton and flash shoot suits this one's the most interesting, and you might be wondering how. Well, because it the the suit itself it looks like an amalgamation of many different inspirations. For one, and I, I you know I gotta get this out of the way. The S symbol on the suit is the Snyder Krypton. And by that I mean the 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 suit like the the Kryptonian you know it's a Kryptonian suit with the with the House of L sigil on it. That's Zack Snyder's Krypton. It's the same. It's the same version of the House of L crest that we you know that Superman has in Batman versus Superman. With that with that Kryptonian. Uh, so it says something in Kryptonian, but it's like it's like this 
sentence that's going around the curve of the S on the, the inside of the S. Well, this Supergirl has that same, like literally that same exact version of this, the S, which indicates to me that there is some connection to Henry Cavill's Superman. And so I don't, I'm not sure in, in what way, but there's some sort of connection or, you know, if, if there wasn't, then why would they intentionally use that version of the S? But what makes it even more interesting is that a bunch of people pointed out that in the photo, you don't just see like the S, you see where it kind of, where the suit's going to come up, you know, to the, to the collarbone and the shoulders. You see that there's like a big red, like it's, it's like a, it's cut in half uh, between red and blue. And the red goes like down in a deep V that, you know, halfway uh, covers the S. That looks, and I wasn't, I wasn't even aware of this at the time, but it looks, ex apparently it looks exactly like the Supergirl suit from um, the Injustice timeline. And if you're unaware, the Injustice universe is where, long story cut short, basically Superman over, uh, over uh, multiple different tragic variables became a ruthless uh, tyrannical dictator that created a regime that took over the entire world and rules everybody with an iron fist and Batman leads a rebellion against him to overthrow him and his regime. Okay, that was basically a really really short crash course in injustice. If you don't know anything about it, I suggest looking it up. It's way too complicated for me to talk about in this little episode but basically apparently in one of like the alternate versions of the injustice timeline because part of superman snapping and just breaking was him killing lois and their unborn child because of a because joker tricked him like I said, it's a long story, but there's like an alternate version of the timeline where that didn't happen, and his child, who was a girl, grew up to be. I think her name was Lana. Like she, I think, I think her name was Lana. I think he named her after uh, he named her after the Lana chick from the Superman mythos. I for but anyway, um. I don't remember her name exactly. It doesn't really matter. But basically, she grew up and she became the, that Earth's Supergirl or, or another version of that Earth's Supergirl. And she had, you know, short, she had short black hair and her Supergirl suit had that deep red V that came from the cape and went to the the S symbol. Well, it looks like this version of Supergirl that we're seeing in the Flash movie is heavily inspired from that Supergirl, because the actress who's playing this uh, Supergirl, which, uh, and this really doesn't matter, but is uh, Hispanic. Uh, a lot of people like are pointing this out, like it's this big thing. It really does not matter. But anyway, she posted a picture on her Instagram, I think, where it was a selfie of her, and she had cut her hair. And literally, her hair looks exactly like the alternate version 
that we see in the the injustice thing. It's like it looks exactly like it. So I don't know exactly what this means. It could indicate that this super this supergirl is the child of Clark, you know, of Kal-El, Clark Clark Kent from another universe. And that's what they're basing it all off of. It, it's not Kara Zor-El. It's the child of Superman. That's probably what they're implying with this. I doubt it's going to be like... I, I don't think it's going to be the daughter of Lois unless it's a different version of Lois that's a different ethnicity. I have no idea. They can do literally whatever they want and I have no clue. But it seems like they're implying that this isn't going to be Kara Zor-El. This is going to be an alternate timeline where... Clark has a, a baby girl and who grows up to be Supergirl. That seems like what they're implying. Uh, overall, um, these teases are pretty fun, pretty cool. You know, they're keeping everybody hyped for the movie. Um, you know, it's not coming out for a long time, but, you know, they, they're definitely keeping people hyped up for it. Uh, I'm wondering if they're going to release a, a photo of Ben Affleck's bat suit and his, like, bat symbol on it. I don't know if they will. If they do, I'll be pretty happy. But if they don't, I'll be kind of sad. But it's, you know, it's whatever. But I'm still excited for this movie. And, you know, like I said before, I'm also kind of worried, you know, anxious about it. But, you know, we'll see when the movie comes out. And, uh, let, you know, let's hope they keep the tight train going, you know, as uh, as well as they're doing it right now. And, you know, uh, we'll wait and see what comes of this movie in the future. Today's third topic is going to be a little shorter. Um, and by that, I mean there, we don't have a lot of information to really go off of, but it's still interesting nonetheless. Um, so the Transformers, the, the Michael Bay, you know, Transformers movies that we've gotten from the mid-2000s to, you know, 2010s, those movies, I, I grew up with those movies, and I, they have many, many flaws, but I love them so much. I love those movies so much. I really do. Now, the last movie, The Last Night, was so disappointing. I can't even put it in, really put it into words, my disappointment. And, you know, I probably will have a, a you know, an, it, I'll probably have an episode for one of my Wednesday episodes talking about this, you know, going into detail about my my thoughts about this franchise, but just know that I do love this and I really don't I a lot of people think it needs to be rebooted and it, not rebooted, remade. It needs to be remade, like in just a new version of these characters. And I'm really not sure if I agree. But Here's the thing. I know for a fact that it can be salvaged. Because last night did not leave the franchise off in a really good place. It is so convoluted that the lore makes absolutely no sense at all. The the like it, it's just it's all over the it didn't have not it didn't have any good writing. But I you know, I, I'm not going to get into that, but when the last night came out a little while later, there was also a Bumblebee spinoff movie, which very clearly was not in the Michael Bay 
universe, but they they kind of made it you know they made it seem like it because this Bumblebee had a similar face, but it literally made no sense with anything you know it, the Cybertron that we see in the, in Bumblebee is not the same Cybertron. None of the Transformers look the same. It makes absolutely no sense. You know, they they never said it was in the same universe, but they also never said it it wasn't. And it clearly wasn't. I don't know why they didn't just go ahead and say that, but, you know, whatever. Um, that movie was a huge success, and it's a good movie. So they, like, immediately, what ended up happening was that Hasbro, the, you know, the toy company, they they started their own movie studio and they have the rights to the Transformers movies now and they announced many Transformer movies actually they announced that Bumblebee would be getting a sequel there that there would be a uh, I, f- I forget it was a Transformers Beast Wars which I know there's a lot of diehard fans of the Transformers franchise that love the that the beast wars and like that that 3d animated show personally i think it's incredibly stupid i'm just being honest i think it's extremely stupid and i don't know how they would they're going to be able to make this work this it's apparently it's like a live action movie that they're developing i have no idea how they're going to make that work it sounds incredibly stupid but who knows I don't know, you know, they could be amazing, who knows. But they also said that they were going to have a, a, like, just a normal, you know, like a Transformers movie, right? Not really any details on it. But then we had some casting news. And I do not know the actor's name. They they casted two actors that are, like, the two main leads. I do not know the actor's name. But he's the guy who... Reese, who uh the movie that just came out uh in the heights he's the guy he the the lead of that movie he's the guy who was casted for this movie for this trans this new transformers movie and he was asked about it during an interview about uh in the heights and he was asked about you know his casting for this new transformers movie and he says that you know he's really excited and they say that they're continuing where the story left off in the Michael Bay movies, because no, Michael Bay's not directing any more Transformers movies, hallelujah, but still, nobody expected them to actually continue those movies, especially because of last night, the last movie, it was a, it was a disaster of writing, like, it, it, it was ridiculous, where, you know, what they, the, the mistreatment that movie got, but, no one expected, everyone expected them to just remake it, like remake a whole new, ver, you know, live action movies with different versions of these characters. That's what everyone expected. No one expected them to continue it. But apparently, that's what they're doing. They're going to continue it. And I, honestly, I'm very happy. I am very happy. I, I, I shouted hallelujah when I first heard the news. Because, like I just said earlier, this, it, it can be salvaged. You just need to have a good script. Have a good, have a good writing. You don't need to abandon these, these characters, these versions of these characters you made. You don't have to abandon this, uh, this medieval 
kind of, you know, thing that they were going for with, you know, Optimus and all that. I really liked that. It, it look, it's freaking awesome. It's cool. It really fits actually, but they, that they didn't have good writing. So it, it wasn't even remotely as fulfilling and satisfying as, as it should have been. And on, honestly, the only thing I have to say is that I'm just happy. I'm happy they're not abandoning it. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what they do. I, I just pray that it's they actually have good writing. And they. I also want them to actually explain a lot of the, the convoluted inconsistencies that's in this, you know, the Michael Bay universe of movies. Because there's a lot. And I kind of hope that they explain them. But, you know, who knows? At the end of the day, you know, I'm happy they're continuing it. And I'm looking forward to see where the Transformers IP goes in the future. Because it it looks like it has a pretty bright future ahead of itself. Today's fourth and final topic is going to be about the uh, uh, another... Um, game from E3 that was announced. This was the second biggest announcement that I mentioned. There were a lot of games that were announced. A lot of them look really good and interesting, but there was only one game that was really big, and that's the Guardians of the Galaxy game. Now, here's the thing. Pretty much everybody who saw that they, you know, when they announced it and they saw the trailer, pretty much everybody was being negative and saying things. Now, a lot of people, you know, this is the internet, right? They're just going to say things because it's, it's what, it's the, it's the mainstream opinion. You know, they, they'll, they'll be negative about it because everybody else is being negative about it. And they'll all say the same things, even if they don't make any sense. It just happens. And they don't, they're not really giving this game a fair chance. Here's the thing. This game is made by the same people who recently made the Avengers game. Okay, I remember many years ago now, not many, but quite a few years ago now, when they released this really cool trailer for the game they were making. Now, this was Square this is Square Enix, the this game developer that it's uh, Square Enix who made the Avengers game. They released made like like three years before the game came out. They released a little cinematic trailer, like it was like a CGI cinematic trailer, and it was setting up. You know, it was announcing that they were making this Avengers game, and everyone was so excited about it. And I remember at the time, you know, when I was younger, and I was like, I was super excited, and I was waiting for stuff, you know, to hear about it. And then finally, you know, we found out we were going to be getting the uh re the uh, reveal trailer at E3 2019 I believe yeah I think or was it the game awards I don't even remember anyway when they announced it they didn't it wasn't just an announce it not announced it when they gave a a reveal trailer it wasn't just a reveal trailer it was also a kind of a gameplay trailer everyone saw it and was like okay okay Looks interesting. You know, a lot of people had hope in it. You know, they, they didn't think it looked bad. They were just like, okay, okay, cool, cool. Then we found out more about the game, and some people grew more weary about it. And then the game came out. And pretty much, the game died at launch. 
it was supposed to, it's supposed to be a live service game that's supposed to be getting updates and updates, you know, on and on in the future. The game's dead. Nobody plays this game, and I kind of feel bad. I, I actually not kind of. I really do feel bad for the developers. I think they tried. They tried to make a game, but they also had to appease the the people at you know the CEOs at Square Enix who were like you know they you know they need that money. And they had to follow some rules, and <laughs> they worked on this game for many years of their lives, and now it's just dead. No one play. No one plays it really. Doesn't really. I don't even think it has a player base. I really don't. I mean, people play this game ironically. That's how bad it is now. Like that's how bad it's gotten, where people are playing this game ironically. I'm not saying this is how bad the game's gotten. I mean, like, this is how bad the state of the game's gotten. Where it's just, people are not even, they, they, they don't, no one likes it. And a lot of people, now, people are either indifferent about it, like me, like I was, and then people just outright hate it or don't like it at all. I never played it, and from the get-go, when I got, you know, when I saw the full gameplay reveal, I knew that it wasn't really my kind of game, unfortunately, and I was okay with that. I was like, okay, it's fine. It looks cool, but it's not really my kind of game. And I still hold that opinion today. It's just, I feel like people are giving this, like I, you know, like I mentioned, people like to ride the negativity train because it's the most mainstream opinion, right? The negative opinion is the most popular. So people are giving give this game, give the Avengers game a bad rap, and it's it's kind of a, it's really unfair, honestly. I understand why people hate it or just don't like it. I do, really, I do, and I don't disagree. It's just some people go too far with how much they know how much they express it, like how much they express their disliking towards it. And that's bleeding over to this uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game, which is made also by Square Enix. Now, here's the thing. This game is different. It's not the same thing as the Avengers game. It may look like it, but it's not. You're not playing... It's not not an online co-op game. It's a single-player game where you're, you're playing Peter Quill. And you're leading, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy. And they had a gameplay... They had, like, a little gameplay footage, and it was, like, a little... It was a little segment of the game where you saw some of the cutscenes, you know, you saw the cutscenes and the gameplay. I'm going to be completely real with you. It looks good. Like, it actually looks good. There's even di- there's even dialogue options. Like, you can choose what to... You, you make choices as Peter Quill. I wasn't expecting that. I mean, that might be playing into the RPG trope that everyone seems to be wanting to cash in nowadays, but... Still, I wasn't expecting it. It doesn't look like it was implemented half bad. And honestly, it looks good. It, like it looks better than the Avengers game. And I don't even, I don't even, I'm indifferent towards that game. I don't have a negative opinion towards the Avengers game. I don't have a positive one either. But this uh, this Guardians of the Galaxy game genuinely looks better. Honestly, it looks more f- fun. Like it actually looks, you know, it's funny. You know, that's kind of what you have to be with a Guardians of the Galaxy game. But the problem is, though, is that, like I said earlier, people are riding the negativity train, and because Square Enix also is making this game, they're just gonna, they're just gonna, 
just you know hate on this game, hate on the Guardians of the Galaxy game, even though it's it hasn't even been released. It was literally just announced. We don't know a whole lot about it. No one's played it, but everyone keeps hating on it, just because the same developers made it. They don't know how the game is. They don't know how the game plays. We have an idea of how it plays, but we don't know. We won't know until we can, you know, we have a controller on our hands and we're playing it. So, yeah. Overall, that was probably the, the second biggest announcement because not only because it kind of stirred up some, you know, discussion in the gaming community over, you know, not just Square Enix, uh, but, you know, just other Marvel related stuff and. You know, and I, and I I think it's cool. I think it's the second biggest because it just looks good. Like, it looks like a good game. It looks fun. And, you know, I, I may be alone on that opinion, but and that opinion may change. I don't know. We'll have, we'll have to wait and see for it to release, but, you know. Yeah, well. Overall, I think it's going... I From, you know, first impressions, I think it's going to be a pretty fun game. And... People really don't need to be jumping to conclusions saying that it's going to be bad like the Avengers game just because the same developers made it. You, we don't know. They could have learned from their mistakes. We don't know. So I, it's really just too... too uh, it's not fair to assume the nature of this game before, you know, even though it's, it, you know, it, it's just been released. It's really unfair to assume, but, you know, it's just the way the internet it is. And, you know, but, you know, I for one... I'm looking forward to this game, and um, can't wait to see if it, you know, if it's going to be good. Because who knows, I might even buy it. We'll have to wait and see what the future holds. Thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. Whether or not that time has been wasted is purely up to you. Remember that new episodes release weekly, every Wednesdays and Saturdays. On Wednesday, I cover a single topic and express my opinions of said topic, and on Saturdays, I provide my opinions and commentary on multiple events that occur during the week. Again, thank you for listening in, and have a wonderful day.